0: All right, let's start. Yeah, cool.
1: No, no, I have to send my wife this recipe real quick. I forgot. to Oh, that send sounds it to her.
0: that sounds like a good way everyone, to start the live stream. Yeah, that sounds. No, everyone, that sounds like on. really is, engaging video and audio.
1: No, they love it. People eat this stuff. Up. I'm excited is, for our list. What what
0: kind of recipe is it?
1: Vegan couscous with kale, chickpeas, and raisins.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah, that actually sounds. I just got texting well, to her. I have nothing positive to say. You know, they say <laughs> if you don't have anything nice to say. Yeah. All right, we got yeah. at least one person in a bath. No, it's we got a couple Dan, people Charlotte, Aaron. In the chat. all in here. Yeah. Sweet. Thanks for joining. All right, let's begin. The year is 1983. Wait, is it 83? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> let's start again. The year is 1983. I'm Dave. I'm Zach. And this is my marvelous year. Very cover. Hello and welcome to my marvelous year. I'm your host, Dave Busing, founder and editor in chief of comicbookherald.com. I am joined today by a very special guest. He is known in many corners of the universe as the Dean's List, as a.k.a. Oh. Zach Dean Martin, as a.k.a. Zach Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Welcome to the show, <laughs> Zach Dean. Time, yeah. How's it going?
1: Good, thank you. I thought you were going to call me, what is it, uh, Naive and Unstable? or What was it that, that someone in the Slack called me today? I
0: like Unstable. That might actually be a no, slight improvement. You were called Naive, naive and Insane. insane. insane no, no, well, technically you weren't called Naive and Insane. It was a reference to your March Madness bracket design and a hilariously accurate reference hey. at that. March Madness is complete as we are recording this mm-hmm. My Marvelous Year variant cover on April Fool's Day 2020 in which no fools shall be played, because what a time. What a time, and uh, it doesn't feel fun to do little pranks, I gotta say. So we instead are going to be recording a live episode of My Marvelous Year. This is our 1983 variant cover, part one. My Marvelous Year, for those of you joining us for the first time, is a show where we go through, it's a read club and podcast, where we go through the origins of Marvel Comics from its beginnings to today. We read 10 curated lists uh, of, of 10 curated stories from every year In Marvel Publication History, and we are currently on 1983. Now, if you have not been reading along or are not caught up to 1983, don't you worry. We are not going to spoil major things or talk about the comics too much in detail. Today is a variant cover in which we will answer listener questions and uh, take some of your live feedback and questions as well. And then finally, of course, we will do some My Marvelous Year character creation. This is for those of you who are supporting us at the, I believe, five dollar tier at patreon.com slash my marvelous year. Hey, quick sponsorship, my marvelous year, brought to you by Patreon.com slash my marvelous year. You can support us there, get all sorts of cool benefits. Zach, what's our first question? Wait, no, do you have any updates? Status updates, fun things. Oh, uh, well, sounds like you've uh, got a sick vegan recipe plan for tonight. That should be fun.
1: Yeah, excited about that. Do you uh let's talk about March Madness kind of in brief. Um, we don't have to go into too much detail about it, but Spider-Man won, which I guess shocker. is the shocker. Yeah. At least like shocker was not in know. the contest. Actually, it was to be pretty fair. predictable. No I guess. Schultz. Yeah, he, he was not, um, but I don't know. It was interesting it, at the end. It kind of really seemed <sighs> the, the final matchup was Captain America versus Spider-Man. Captain America was destroyed it was like three to one. The votes were in Spider-Man's favor, at least, um, But in the previous match, it was Captain America versus Nightcrawler, and they tied. And I think like the general sentiment is, if it had been Nightcrawler versus Spider-Man, it would have been a much closer fight. So it's kind of interesting. Captain America beat out Nightcrawler by just a little bit. But the odds are that... not the odds are that Nightcrawler could have won. But um, he had a a fighting chance, whereas Captain America had none. Because I think Nightcrawler is just like... it's kind of like the establishment clear popular hero versus maybe a fan favorite right which is what i was hoping it was going to come down to and if i had put a little more if i had some more time to plan out the bracket i might have tried to like divide the bracket up into those two categories like fan favorites and the kind of like obvious front runners
0: yeah sure you could even call that like seeding shut, characters shut where them. you shut place up. them in a hierarchy <laughs> no, based no, that's on not... their popularity no i'm talking about with. the top out of know, the brackets something like that where you have that's like not one seeds and 16 seeds i don't know i'm just that's off n- the top of that my is head i feel idiotic. like this might idiotic
1: be to think that that i is do how think
0: that um, anti-sports agenda aside, which oh you got to take your agendas out of the show. It's not right? a sport! Too much this is a popularity it. contest. What's not a, it's not a sport? How dare you talk about March Madness like that? What, basketball the, is not a sport? Our whole
1: thing was voting on who you like more. God, we've already been over this. You're you're baiting me. I hate this. You don't guys. think... For, I am baiting you, but
0: oh, God. <laughs> that's fair. Um, All right, I won't do it any further. I, I will say the Nightcrawler cap matchup was deliciously closed um that was really fun i love nightcrawler yeah. he's my favorite x-men character of all time yeah. and uh seeing him really i i don't understand they tied but cap moved on what happened there we flipped a coin
1: i mean we did that for uh um, oh, it, it was a little coin, coin toss yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah i did it on, i did it on camera for the twitch so
0: oh awesome okay yeah. yeah i didn't realize that um hey did you know to participate in chat on uh on twitch you have to have an account Little yeah. uh little, little yeah. detail there well, yeah, for those of of you who might be yeah. similarly <laughs> struggling to do things uh like chat as myself. I'm I'm very young in hip. Oh, I thought thinking,
1: you were uh, like worried people were gonna no, I mean you just I mean you don't have to subscribe or pay money or anything, but you need like a username and that kind of comes with an account.
0: How much money do I have to pay to chat? Oh my god. I'll give it to you right now. I'll do it. I just want to chat.
1: Uh okay. so let's yeah. Spider Man one, I think we've got a bunch of great ideas for future brackets um justin in the slack came up with a really good one which is like doing runs i think that will definitely be a future one of like starting out with like miller's daredevil versus bendis's daredevil you know dicko spider-man Ooh. versus mcfarland spider-man and then you know winnowing those down to like the best runs of certain superheroes and then the best ones get paired down and meet each other later well, I, think I think you called really a dicko
0: spider-man controversial take i enjoy it Oh, yeah, it's t- it. that is, that is clearly
1: Ditko's. Yeah, it's
0: Ditko's work. Wow. The yep. anti-Stanley the manly sentiment mm-hmm. comes out the strongest it's ever come out. We covered the entire 1960s, and not once did you take his hard line in anti-Stanley the manly stance. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think good eras of comics, good uh, creator-specific runs would yeah. be pretty fun.
1: Yeah. Um, that, I think the MCU played idea. into this a fair amount. I don't think Captain America would have gotten all the way to the finals if uh if it wasn't do, yeah, for the MCU. Course. Especially I mean, how for do the you, club. How do you weed that out? Now. There's there's no doing well, that. Well, just because at this point. we're in 1983 and like who loves Captain America comics to this point? I like some Captain America comics quite a bit, but like there's plenty of good stuff. It's
0: it's not often among the top. Tier. Exactly. Yeah. It's a, it's yeah. a solid B or C here. Um mm-hmm. all right. Cool, cool. Thanks to everybody who participated in the March Madness. Uh next year we will try to do it again and um yeah. maybe even give some heads up to Zach so he can, <laughs> doesn't have to create it <laughs> in a night. I mean,
1: I think I thought about this on uh you know, like February 28th this year.
0: And I am seeing in the chat here from Charlotte that she's predicting RT Roy Thomas's Avengers will hands down win the best runs bracket. Little little fuel on the fire there. Getting huh. under your girdle, Zach. I I I would actually be interested to see, like, the RT Avengers versus, like, any other Avengers run we've read so far, you know? Um, I'm not sure how I mean, Roger well Stern not. Like, against the Jim Shooter Avengers, yeah.
1: let's say, for example. How does yeah. RT fair? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, at least I remember Jim Shooters. I can't remember Roy Thomas's run at all. I uh, remember look-
0: Kree Scroll War
1: uh, is, you know, pretty clearly. <sighs> yeah, I guess. I don't know. All that stuff just kind of went in in my eyes and out but that's that's weird. that's very how rude comics uh, happen in him. my eyes okay
0: of my brain wow just just yeah. you just said roy thomas is farts and <laughs> <God>, i hope <laughs> i never again. Meet, meet that man uh, i hope so like, too for just at a comic sick. convention for no, his safety.
1: Like, i'm sure he's a very sweet man like i <laughs> i feel like i'm very mean to him okay let's jump into some questions um Please. from the patreon charlotte writes hug marry or kill Lockdraw, Dragon Man, and Lockheed. I love those questions.
0: Thank you first for putting Hug in there and not making yeah, us Yeah, that's us. very sweet. Uh yeah, we actually show, we did we did a and a
1: earlier where we actually played this game, the dirty version, with uh oh is it Rick Jones, Stiltman, and who was the third person, Pastepot Pete, I think?
0: I don't know. Either way, I was just I all I could do was hug all of them you know it was like what do you what do you do with three of your favorites uh lockjaw dragon man and lockheed obviously Mm -hmm. this was made challenging intentionally i am going to marry dragon man i think he would be Mm -hmm. uh actually a really good chef um Mm -hmm. a great conversationalist and frankly a fantastic partner i am going to hug lockheed because he's a very adorable dragon. And um. we we found him in that brood cavern. Like that's where he was living. Mm-hmm. That's that's a tough place to be. And then a controversial take, I'm killing Lockjaw for a couple reasons. One, super overrated. Dogs. Dogs are super overrated. I just made enemies of probably ninety percent of our listeners. And Zach,
1: it's been a pleasure doing the show with you. We are now canceled. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the opposite for me. I mean, Lock, Lockheed's nice, but he's just a dragon. I mean, you definitely kill Lockheed and hug hug the heck out of Lockjaw. Hug the heck so if out there's of. Has ever that been dog. a time where you thought oh,
0: I tend to agree with Dave more than I tend to agree with Zach? I, I've now upset that balance
1: completely. I mm-hmm. am certain. Um, but <laughs> this is this but is on honestly. the level of Doctor Doom is uh, mostly just okay. Do you have Do you have dogs Do you have pets I don't. We have, cats, have cats, right Yeah. I we have both cats. have cats. No. Yeah. We don't. I don't have dogs. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not no. a
0: cat person. I just I have there are just cats in my house. I don't. Yeah. I don't know what to do. Um. Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, she she is... continues here. <laughs> she has an actual question here. Nightcrawler oh, okay. just had a very interesting trajectory through Zach's March Madness bracket. What do you think makes him such a beloved character despite not having a lot of solo stories and rarely being the narrative focus in X-Men at least as far as I've seen. Do you think there are other characters who are universally beloved despite being despite rarely being the central point of the stories they appear in? It's a good question.
0: Yeah, I do like uh that question a lot. It's it's a really interesting idea because Nightcrawler has like I said, has long been my favorite X-Man. He's mm-hmm. pretty good as a team member and a team player throughout the Chris Claremont written era of Uncanny X-Men, right? But I I decided he was my favorite well before I'd ever read a single Claremont written thing. And what's crazy, too, is like I came to X-Men through the 90s X-Men animated series in which Nightcrawler has like one or two cameos like he's not a part of that either. Um, I think for me, it began like as a as a kiddo as design and just like power set. Like he's just he just looks so cool. I love that Dave Cockrum design. Um, the Age of Apocalypse version of him led to a 90s toy where he has a giant flaming sword and that was mm-hmm. one of my favorite toys ever uh so i think all of that led to him becoming my favorite and then he was really cool in x2 x-men united which remains a near perfect movie that i will never rewatch. uh zach what are you, what are your <laughs> theories here
1: uh i mean storm holds a similar place for me like she she's had a like a solo miniseries once in a while right but she doesn't get like her own series like wolverine You know, I mean, does Nightcrawler ever, does he ever have his own little mini-series? Well, it's funny you should ask, Zach. Over on comicbookherald.com, a site I run, I'm
0: currently putting together the essential Nightcrawler reading order because I went back and read approximately uh, all of the Nightcrawler solo series and major storylines in anticipation of giant Size X-Men, a review of which you can find on the Kraken Krakoa series on the Comic Book Herald YouTube channel. And Hmm. uh, Nightcrawler, he does get solo series. Yeah. Okay? They're never super good or sustained uh they never go longer than 12 issues there's not a lot of them there's so there's one in the mid 90s which dave Cochran actually writes and, and draws um there's only four issues that's fun i think actually like the stories of his that i like the best are not parts of his solo series they're parts of him focusing on him in the x-men so it's like the uncanny stuff obviously when he goes to excalibur which we haven't gotten to yet in the club um he's a very fun member of that team Amazing X Men is a super underrated book that came out in like 2013. The first five issues of that are really Nightcrawler heavy and they're really really fun by Jason Aaron and Ed McGinnis. Um, that's steeped in some some Marvel continuity X Men stuff from that decade. So don't don't read it if you don't want to be spoiled or anything. Um, but yeah, like he's he's a very fun character when he shows up. But no, he doesn't really hold his own solo. And frankly, most X Men don't. Um, yeah storm had yeah. a solo series again that's another probably 12 issuer uh the second trade has a comic book herald quote on the cover i was about did to mention that, that. I, yeah <laughs> no fact. i did
1: that yeah it's fun <laughs> so I, that's I always cool. i feel very uh, proud of you every time i see that
0: yeah yeah thank you i appreciate that uh i mean wolverine is is the yeah, obvious I mean, solo member who sustains his own book i, I mean really like Cable kurt works because he does pretty bounces. well
1: oh sorry sorry
0: um kurt, I, you're I thinking of say... beast beast bounces but kurt he teleports
1: yeah very funny no kurt i think kurt works because um or kurt doesn't work on his solo thing he works really well as a team member because he's kind of like the conscience of the team right he like works bouncing off of other people but if you were going to do a solo series with him you would have to really flesh out something some other defining features of him or his backstory or some kind of plot that feel really true to that character and i don't think he has that you know the same way wolverine does um because it's like, if I try to think of what would he be doing outside of X-Men stuff, it's tough to imagine. I think you'd t- it would need a really creative writer to like take him in a wild new direction.
0: Yeah, so the, the 2004 solo series takes him in a uh, supernatural detective direction. <laughs> um, which sounds oh. probably a lot cooler than oh. it than it plays out. Oh, okay. Um <laughs> it's like it's very it's like putting Nightcrawler and like, what does he do in his off time? Well, he's in a horror movie <laughs> with with demons and exorcisms. Um it's not great. Mm-hmm. I I didn't love it. There's interesting stuff here and there. But anyway, yeah, that's an interesting point and an interesting question. I think we all love Kurt, although I'm not sure how many of us I mean, I guess right now, if there was a Nightcrawler solo series, I would Throw my wallet at it, but you know, in in other times, that has not been the case.
1: Yeah. Um. Okay. So yeah, I, I can't think of anyone else off the top of my head who are like favorite um you know side people. I mean, actually, I was gonna say Batrock, but Batrock does have one issue, I have a solo a solo Batrock issue that's on Marvel Unlimited that I suggest everyone go read. That's really fun and really funny. Um. That works as its own little you know focus on Batrock. I love that issue. Um. Yeah. Wait, how did think. how did you get to Batrock from that? <laughs> well, cuz she was asking about like uh she, you know fan favorites who uh who don't have their own solo series.
0: Oh, oh, is it
1: was that part like, of the question? I sm- I, suppose, yeah, I she, thought we were just talking about Nightcrawler. Well, she was using Nightcrawler as an example of like a small character who is a big favorite without ever like supporting their own book. Uh Dupe <laughs> Dupe would be a major example uh oh, from right. Uh, Ecstatics
0: Dupe gets an all new Dupe solo ongoing and is a huge fan favorite. Unfortunately, the all new Dupe was not particularly great, um, but he's very very fun. Uh, other side players who, I mean, Hawkeye is although yeah, I mean he's a side piece in Avengers. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, wouldn't yep. you say? <laughs>
1: yeah, oh yeah, for sure, yeah, yeah, he's and then he blew up piece. into having you know that a great couple solo series. The best, apparently, the best I haven't Marvel read them. Marvel solo so.
0: series of the
1: of the last decade i mean
0: i'm forcing
1: myself not to read those and like wait for the uh wait for the club to get there
0: that's i appreciate you holding off on that because here's the thing and as i think somebody pointed out in the slack like we uh so now we're at 1983 and the lists are getting a little longer the episodes are we're giving a little more breathing space right we're probably gonna do we're not probably we're gonna do a four-part series through 1983 1984 i think will be five because of the special zach's choice episode Oh, which uh, may or may not have been announced. I never know where we are on the timeline as far as what's been released. Um, But so and then you're going to throw variants where this is our first variant of two for this year. Right. So we are going to do variants both to give ourselves a break and to answer some questions and also to give everybody reading along uh, that extra week to catch up. So what that does mean, though, is if we get through all of the 1980s in Marvel Comics by the end of 2020, I'll be a little impressed. <laughs> There's a pretty good chance. <laughs> I, I uh, we, we I cut it we close. Yeah. we'll yeah. see. So we'll like, see. that's the thing I don't, I'm coming to realize as I sort of plan through this, probably 2020 will be Marvel in the 1980s. D- like if, if you're yeah, not digging that, so. yeah. which if you're not digging that, you're in the wrong club. Um, Then, you know, like that's,
1: that's what I, I mean. The eighties is a, on.
0: a great decade to be stuck in. So There's... the eighties almost killed me. Let's not remember them quite so fondly.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, Anybody? Uh, Anybody? No, I don't get it. Tough crowd. Tough crowd. All I right. Know, sorry. What's the, our uh, next question? Oh, I can do one. I'll do one. Yeah. Yeah. You do want to take that one?
0: Okay. We have a question here in the uh, Patreon that update that Zach put out today. You can find that over on Patreon.com slash Marvelous uh, Carlton asks, can we update the 1985 list in the Excel sheet? I'm getting really far ahead with all the extra time due to the virus. Okay. Uh, I would say n- n- No. I'm not <laughs> That's going what I to <laughs> uh, finalize the yeah. the list um, until we get a little bit closer, just as far as where we're at. We haven't even started recording 84. What I will say, though, is if you're in the patron, Patreon um, or if you even just go to MyMarvelousYear.com and you get access to the list, they're widely available. You don't have to pay to play uh, at all. Um, 85 is very... It, it, the list will remain virtually unchanged. I would yeah. also recommend if you're really ahead start reading Secret Wars 2 <laughs> because if you really want to sink into that, that will take a lot of time. And uh, it, that will be on the list. We are going to cover Secret Wars 2. So uh, that would be my advice, I think. That list is, at most, I'm probably going to add a couple annuals. Um, it's re- Again, it's really yeah, they, fun to I go mean, through uh, and see what's been updated up- since I put the list together. But 85 in particular, I really don't think I'm going to change much from okay. from what's already on the list.
1: Yeah, the, the lists don't get updated that much from the initial time, like 10, 15% variation from the original list. So if you, like, are ahead and you just read the original list and then check back when it's finalized, you might have, you know, like you said, five or six more issues to read. And you might have read a few things that got pulled out, but they're not bad comics. They were still, like, in the list the first time. So, um, yeah, the, uh, let's see, last question here. Oh, no, I got two more. Um, Dan, oh, Dan, who's in the, uh, in Slack right now. Or, uh, in the chat right now. Hi, Zach and Dave. This is my first time through the My Marvelous Year reading order, and despite my highly questionable takes on Giant Size X-Men number one, that was, that was like a year and a half ago, Dan. To be fair, he wrote this back in December, and I missed this, so we're getting to it now. Uh, in the proper <laughs> ranking of Disney cartoons and Dave's lack of knowledge about brain structures and function, all that feels so long ago. Uh, it's been fun. I only really well, collected especially comments.
0: since I've since proved how much more I know about brain structures than
1: you know, some of the other hosts we've had on the pod. Mm, that's true. Right? I only it's really, like,
0: it's kind of an outdated joke.
1: Yeah. Right. Because you have proven yourself the neuroscientist of the two of us.
0: Well, you can, that's, that's one thing a lot of people Did don't you, know is like, if you have a podcast with people, you can actually prove that
1: you're their profession. <laughs> <and> <laughs> I mean, you, just you joke, but confident. sometimes I'm like, so Dave, uh, why don't we do this for SEO reasons? And you're just like, shut the hell up. <laughs> like, <laughs> God. Um, what was I going to say? Did you ever watch Lilo and Stitch?
0: Nope, still haven't. Didn't, okay.
1: All <laughs> right. It's a great Disney movie.
0: I, it, it's nothing, per, like, Alita's personal. Like, Alita, I almost I intentionally I mean, I, avoided Alita, I like as an more effort to, I don't know, just felt okay. like some sort of little, like, little jab
1: at you that felt yes, worth I... doing.
0: <laughs> Lilo and Stitch isn't that. I just <laughs> haven't seen it.
1: Yeah, no, it's fine. I mean, Lilo and Stitch is great. Alita is better than it should be. And I like it, but I haven't watched it again since theaters. I even like rented it from the library and then didn't even find time to watch it before I had to return it. So, I'm, um, you know, I rented just Akira volume one from the
0: from our local library the mm-hmm. day they I got it. And then an hour later, they shut down oh, due yeah. to the virus and put uh put all returns on hold. So I got I, in for Akira
1: just in time. <laughs> I rented the Joker on Blu-ray from my library. Uh right before they oh, shut that's a up. that's a worse one to be stuck with yeah and then i had it for a week and returned it without watching it so sorry you didn't even watch it yeah i just didn't i don't know there were a couple been of times holding out on that movie for longer than i would have dreamed possible yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um we watched bambi instead though that was pretty good okay god all right back to the question dan's question what's more of a uh, downer bambi or joker new poll Okay, I don't want to get into this. I only really collected comics between the mid-90s, mid-80s and early 90s. Much of the stuff we've read is all new to me, except for Ditko era spider memorable moms. Bambi's mom
0: or Joker's mom? <laughs> Hit us up in the poll.
1: <laughs> Who's the better mom? Okay. Okay. <laughs> Uh, although I, we, oh my god, although you guys have been raving about the '80s, I must say I'm a bit <laughs> nervous about whether the stuff I liked then will still seem good all these years later. My main books were West Coast Avengers and X Factor, which, in re- retrospect, may seem like odd cho- choices, but was motivated a lot by the fact that they had just started. So I felt I could get it on the ground floor without getting too lost in the stuff happening in back issues I couldn't find or afford at the time. Um, <laughs> Biggest side about Hawkeye have either of you been ashamed of something you really liked when you read it as a kid did not age well when you went back to it am I going to be retroactively horrified by how bad Hawkeye actually still is in the 80s uh, parentheses he was married he settled down thanks for all the podcast happy year to Dan thanks thanks Dan okay. I like
0: this question things that oh yeah I've definitely had this experience um, of, of sure. comics that you like a lot but then like you it's a decade later and you realize they're maybe offensive or <clears throat> they don't, at, or just even simpler, just like, oh, they're just not good, <laughs> right? Sure. Yeah. And you thought they were awesome. Um, I'll let you go first. Do you have any that come to mind? Uh,
1: I am going to have this experience tomorrow because I'm rereading the Alpha Flight issues for tomorrow's recording. Oh, you haven't done them and yet? I, I haven't. I've been like holding off. I, I usually read them the morning before we record just so they're fresh. Um, and so I don't have to take notes. <laughs> That's my new my yeah. new tactic. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, uh yeah, uh, I'm, I'm worried about that, especially with some of the stuff people are telling me about John Byrne, <laughs> rereading those. Yeah. But I've read the first issue relatively recently, and I still think it's excellent. So, um, we'll see. Um, what else? For comics, uh, so, when I was a kid, the only, like, Marvel comics I read as a little kid were a few Spider-Web comics. Spider-Web? Spider-Man comics from the 90s. um I think it was part of the Sensational Spider-Man, right? That was some little side series. Mm-hmm. Um, that wasn't very good, but I read them over and over again. I had like three issues when we went camping. We stopped at some camp store and picked up three issues of it. And it was like a vulture. It was in the middle of some vulture story. There was some guy who was like a clayface face ripoff. Um, the Prowler was in it, but like not Hobby Brown, a different Prowler. Oh, people are screaming about your hair because you just took off your hat and you're bald now. <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah,
0: I did go full, uh, full Luther. Full professor x yeah it looks good with the my marvelous I think, year spirit i mean you and, do uh, have kind first of time a... I've ever shaved my head with the uh, razor um it's come back a little bit i i feel weirdly okay about it yeah, it's it um looks,
1: looks good you have a perfectly round head thank like you a, like an orange thank you
0: yeah <laughs> my my toddler a little von doom busing did cry for about five seconds when he saw it <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's so a real, funny that's a real thing that happened yeah, um so... but otherwise we're all adjusting okay yeah
1: okay so yeah <laughs> I, I read saying... these no 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 it's fine I had these Spider-Man comics when I was a kid, like eight or eight or nine or something. Um, loved them, read them over and over and over again. I just went back to them in Marvel Unlimited last year. They're terrible. Like they're three yeah. very bad, very like generic bad Spider-Man comics. Um, yeah. This is kind of a separate issue, you know, like childhood memories. But I just think well, no, uh, I, I think that kind of know. fits
0: into it. Um, yeah, maybe definitely a little that's, bit. That's that's how a lot of like I didn't, I just, did, I don't really have like the childhood comics because I yeah. don't really read a lot of comics, you know like at the appropriate ages (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know like i started getting into when i was a little bit older um i would say for me a lot of them a lot of the answers that come to mind are fit more into that like um like something that i really dug that now i recognize has a lot of issues and that people sometimes hate you know so it'd be comics like identity crisis holy terror it's one of your favorites growing up (laughs) <laughs> yeah as a uh as a very very um insensitive 14 year old i was like you mm-hmm. guys gotta read this uh this new batman <laughs> book by frank miller this guy gets batman well and and the thing with like a wanted or identity crisis which are not comparable to me um is that like people still love them right so there, there's also mm-hmm. that that sense of like well i dug this a decade ago or whatever um and now I kind of don't like it, and I don't like some of what it did. But then if you voice that very vocally, you're also coming at all the people who are in a similar place in their comics reading experience where they can still enjoy that. You know what I mean? Um, it's uh, it's kind of a weird thing. I On the Marvel side, um, old favorites that I would like never really want to read again. Um, Troubles. Um, n- no, see, I like I never... Maybe, I read Troubles as a teenager. I don't know. Some of that early two thousand stuff definitely is going to be interesting. Yeah. I guess the Ultimate Universe is... is I'm asking this question a lot, although I'm still having that comfort food nostalgia experience from Ultimate Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. There's definitely yeah. stuff there that when I read it the first time, I did not think as critically of it as I do now uh, in terms of some of the casual, I don't know, like like homophobia and use yeah, of certain sure. slurs and things like that. Um, but... but a big picture, I still think they're pretty good comics. Um, I'd be curious about like the JMS Amazing Spider-Man run because I really loved that when I was really getting into comics. Same with like yeah. Avengers Disassembled. That yeah, whole I mean, kind of uh... Marvel Knights Avengers Disassembled era is is really where I was kicking off like getting into comic book Herald, getting into Marvel comics. And I'll be curious how those hold up when we get to them in the
1: club. Like when you you rerate Since Past for the the club and you're just like, oh man. Zach's right. This is a good comic. How did I always misjudge this comic? That would be did, the
0: opposite experience where I was like, yeah. I thought, I thought I hated this book. That was bad. But it turns out, yeah. Zach convinced me yeah, this bad maybe. book we'll was actually not bad.
1: Well, you know what? I'm, I'm, uh, I'm curious about that with the. Um secret wars like we're reading secret wars next year and i'm like i'm fully prepared to i think i've said this many times Go in with a very open mind and maybe like readjust my expectations and that might change my uh my perception of it um you know what actually is the biggest one
0: for me that i'm a
1: little nervous about is age of
0: apocalypse oh yeah you said you that that, also has all-time great memories for me Hmm. um and it's uh i mean i know it's not like objectively watchmen (laughs) <laughs> you know so that'll be interesting to try and make it through again as well um yeah what else am I th-
1: yeah i don't know i i haven't had that experience with comics too much yeah i've had that with other stuff movies and books and stuff um the original comics, star wars the-
0: trilogy was was definitely one of the most recent experiences i had just like that where i watched them all again before force awakens and i i had in my head that i was kind of like no these actually aren't that bad that kind of got me into star wars because they came out at a point in time where i hadn't experienced any of that and uh and no, it turns out they're terrible. <laughs> it turns out <laughs> yeah. I was dead wrong in thinking I defended these movies. So I'm sure there'll yeah. be some like that in comics.
1: I mean, I was just surprised by every red preacher, and I was surprised that like, oh no, like this is still pretty good. It's not. It wasn't just like 19 year old Zach who was way into this. I yep. mean, there's some it's a little cringy stuff in there, but that's still kind of like a comic's kind of hard to deny the the like the power of that comic. Um, okay, uh, I got one more question here from Peter. Uh, he I'm going to shorten this down. He specifically is asking about. Uh, let me see how I can sum this up. Would you be interested in a retro run of characters who get either a short shrift or that maybe weren't portrayed in like a sensitive light early on in like the silver and bronze age? Uh, he Uses the example of Ant-Man and the Wasp, both for the fact that they are not that interesting in the silver age, and then also the way that they are portrayed is not that you know there's not that much nuance to it. Um, hang on, the- hang on. Sounds
0: like I misspoke people people in the comments are upset uh i i love the original star wars trilogy when i saw it i'm talking about the prequels that came out in late 90s early 2000s those do not hold up (laughs) i I like
1: the prequels more than the original trilogy um yeah that would be a blazing (laughs) blazing take i will say i uh i like the last jedi more than uh the original trilogy. <laughs> if I had to choose just to watch any one of those movies. You've said that before, and I, yeah.
0: I definitely hardcore disagree. But yeah. I, I mean, you not, can't not disagree
1: that disagree. that's what I want to watch. <laughs> I can disagree with a lot of your opinions and take them yeah. from you because somebody okay. has to. I take yeah. them I mean, on I just, myself yeah, so yeah, that just, others don't have to hear them. No, I I don't. No shade against the old Star Wars movies. I just don't have that, like... Big fondness in my heart for them, I guess. They're I've not been digging the, some Star Wars Rebels good. and Clone Wars. So Ooh, I, yeah! I, I, wanted, to, I with, wanted to uh, see those. With the baby
0: in the morning and watch some of those. those I kind of like good,
1: the, so. the Star Wars. I like the whole Star Wars universe more than I specifically like most of the movies. <laughs> like some of my favorite Star Wars media is outside of the movies, like uh, oh, totally. of the Old Republic and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. Peter's question: Basically, would you be interested in retro runs of characters, like going back to characters from the Silver Age, or et cetera, different? eras and like redoing them kind of just like retelling classic stories but with a modern viewpoint with like a, he says you know like a genuineness and sensitivity that weren't present so he uses ant-man and the wasp um fantastic four with richard reed richards and i keep calling him richards um reed I, loved, and Sue. I love the doom influence <laughs> yeah, i know i don't mean to. it's fantastic uh and then like black panther you know who uh, who kind of vanishes for a while so um, a, like a run ca- that was yeah. written today, but that today, was set um, in those time periods. Exactly, like relitigating basically the, yeah. the earlier era of those comics.
0: Um, I mean, a fair amount of that stuff exists. Like Marvel had a whole Year One, or no, what they they called it Season One because Year One is DC's thing. Yeah. Oh um, right. Yeah, those are good. You know, they have those books. I no, those aren't fantastic. Actually, um, some are better. I like than the X Men one. Yeah, that's, great the one. That's, that's the one. That's the one I've read. Strange, so. that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So they've done some stuff like that. I, I generally I'm not that interested in that. I mm-hmm. guess um, because I've already read those comics in those eras, so I'd rather <laughs> yeah. see something new. You know, with I, those, I think with those characters, with the continuity that exists, there's opportunity to like fill in gaps or something um, in ways that could be interesting. But it's it, it would have to be pretty specifically set for me to be super engaged. I think.
1: Yeah, I think it would have to be like kind of a total recontextualization of. The original stories, like, try to stay true to that original, like, you know, kind of like how Mr. Miracle threads that needle of being, like, totally paying homage to Jack Kirby while also just being its own thing, you know? Yeah. So something that's really, like, paying homage to the older stories while at the same time giving us, like, a more modern context of maybe Ant-Man and the Wasp's relationship, you know, in a way that feels... (laughs) <laughs> it, like fleshed out in like a real relationship. Uh and uh instead of the kind of I don't know, terrible terrible characterization that the wasp gets. Um well, yeah I, and, and I
0: continuing on a Tom King written comics thread like Invision, without spoiling mm-hmm. anything, you know, yeah, there are flashbacks yeah. Yeah. to his time with Wanda, the Scarlet Witch. So mm-hmm. it's and those are integrated very, very effectively. So I think in that regard it can be very successful, but if the entire book was that, you know, I I don't think that'd be exciting. Um that's that said if, if they said, like, "Hey, Tanukisi Coates is going to do. Uh, Where was T'Challa during um, Secret Wars or something? Like, mm-hmm. I'd be interested. I'd yeah. be curious why
1: that might be uh, an avenue a creator wanted to go. You know? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. I guess it would just have to be done with purpose, like anything. Like any good comic series. Um, be purposeful today, yeah. my Marvelous Year listeners. That's our <laughs> that's our mantra. Okay, let's get to the surprise segment." Yeah. Of this variant cover, we have a very, a very nice, a very generous and sweet Patreon backer, Justin Wollenhopped, uh, AKA KOS, who basically has bought five, five of the, the active Slack members, um, who don't have characters. He bought five characters for people. Um, so I'm going to announce who those are in a second, <clears throat> but just to they let you know? know, no, no one knows yet. This is a surprise. Oh, so I think cool. a few of, yeah, a few of them are in the Slack right now or uh, in the, the Twitch chat. So, um, he yeah, we wanted to do this. The the thing, recognizing that generally we kind of ask for your input when you, you back us to request a character. Um, you know, we get your input about, do you want a hero? Do you want a villain? Do you have any details you want specific about that? We didn't do that because we wanted it to be a surprise. So, Justin, they talked to him about this. If you get your hero or character, villain, whatever, um, and you're like, oh, that's great, but, you know... I kind of had an idea that it, for the future that I had planned. Still totally fine, and no one's feelings will be hurt if you eventually want to like change and get a different character. So Just, just wanna...
0: know that we will give your character malaria. No, um, <laughs> malaria. Will, <now. laughs> they will
1: not make it. Ooh, self-burn. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, all right, so the uh, the five people, we've got Moore McGill, uh, Jean Duteau. we've got Dave Coleman, we've got Charlotte Fierro, and who am I forgetting? So, some oh, Tyler, Tyler Webb, or uh, all—all had characters bought for them by Justin.
0: That is super cool. Thanks, yeah, Jonathan it's so for being awesome. so sweet. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it was a lot of
1: fun coming up with so many new characters. Um, I these might be a little shorter than normal because we have five today. So, oh, mine, um, are, mine are like both of mine are very tall as a, a character you, <laughs> you just for like uh st- son of Stiltman, sister Stiltman. <laughs> <laughs> i should start doing that yeah. sadly no all right you've got three to do yeah, i've got me, I'll, two I'll so why don't you begin all right. all right i'm gonna start with tyler's character uh he is a physicist he's a doctor guy he's a physicist and neuroscientist and he uh <laughs> just,
0: this, this sounds based on on a true story okay
1: yeah yeah he's uh, just a, as an aside he's also a uh a wife guy um wife guy he, yep gosh he loves <laughs> he, uh, he he's working at his university he's stuck in this like backwater university he can't get funding he can't get any respect because he kind of just keeps working on these controversial maybe murky moral morality th- th- these experiments that like you know the NIH is just not going to fund because uh He's, the he's NIH human. won't
0: let me be or let me be me, so let me see. Right, kind of I, like l- that. I love
1: hearing that three times in a day. <laughs> was, it, was it funnier the first time? I mean, it was because you did the NIH in there. Yeah. Yay. Anyway, so he uh, he decides he needs to start. He he has these big plans for for an experiment. He's going to start self funding because he's got he's got a killer like a killer uh, invention on his hands. Mm-hmm. And this invention he calls the CPU, the Cerebral Processing Unit. Okay. basically what so it is
0: is an acronym <laughs> that uh, that is in use but I, I like the use of cerebral
1: yeah just switch a little bit because brain cerebral duh yeah you were not a neuroscientist you wouldn't understand so he I, uh, honestly
0: i thought you were talking about the uh the x-men the mutant hunting device
1: oh is it is it well, called cerebro cerebro uh well yeah i know i mean duh, it's it's boring um he luring he says no i mean Gosh. my thing my thing's boring my thing's boring yeah, um just, I'm just saying. he lures people into his lab Specifically, undergraduates, you know, that you lure in with like a free a $10 gift card to Subway if you come participate in my social psych study. Lures them in, straps them all up to a machine that basically creates a giant, um, like, neurological circuit of their minds, links them all together as a single mind, and then via an Ansible transmits that computing whoa, whoa, whoa. power. Translate. What? An Ansible? Oh, it's like a faster than light communication thing. It's like a sci-fi con. It's a sci-fi con step you you wouldn't understand. Yep. Uh I mean okay. Ender's Ender's game sequels use it. it. it's like a theoretical, I don't know. It's basically meaning that he can he gets so you're the taking information a card from out of these cards brains. deck. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ooh, it's pretty funny. Um yeah. So basically what he's doing is he's, he's hooking up the more <laughs> brains he hooks up to this machine, the higher computing power and he is using human brain as, you know, like as processing power to boost his own mind to hyper speeds of both uh i mean it's kind of like he can um become like sherlock holmes in the uh, robert downey jr movies where everything just slows down oh he can just react the rdjs though so that the bad sherlock oh i love i love those two movies what oh i you love no, the
0: rdj sherlock i think
1: i've seen each of those like three or four times i like those <laughs> movies a lot <laughs> have you yeah. seen um have you seen uh the sherlock bbc series Ugh, I do not like that series. And you hate that? No. <laughs> <laughs> that series is pretty lame, man. <laughs> no
0: way. Yeah, it's, oh it's, my
1: goodness. It's okay. There's there's an occasional good episode of that show, but uh, an
0: occasional yeah. good episode.
1: Oh, this yeah, is this sorry. is. Oh, we have nothing in common. Those movies are so fun. Um. Okay. Anyway, it basically like the more people he hooks up, he's just creating a you know a, a and what's the word? An auxiliary brain for himself that can be more powerful than, like, any one brain could handle. And with this, okay. he goes and commits crimes. He goes and robs banks, but because he can, like, absolutely predict what everyone... You know, he he can hold an enormous bank hostage, because he can keep an eye on every single person in the bank and, like... So he's you know, a genius, like, but he, but he's he's physically
0: holding up banks?
1: Yeah, yeah, because, like, I, I mean, it, this processing power allows him, like, to view things as if they're moving in slow motion. He can, like... huh Calculate everything that's happening so he can, you know, keep an eye on everybody, you know, observe everything way, uh, way better than uh, a normal human mind. Uh, And he calls himself the Synaptic Scoundrel.
0: The Synaptic Scoundrel. Good name. Good name. All right. Questionable brain logic and use. No, no. This is all this is all real. Uh, Good (laughs) name.
1: Okay. Oh, you know where I got the uh, inspiration for this? In Dungeons Uh, and Dragons, there's a a monster called a, a brain rat, I think something like that uh what are they what called cranium rat rats do, does it crawl into your into your ear like the star trek
0: worms no uh
1: it it's a rat that like is kind of a hive mind and they uh the more of them that get together the smarter they are so like when you're fighting them in a, a dnd game if you fight like five of them they start using tactics if you fight like 15 they start casting spells and then when you like see thousands of them they're basically like you know a big unified hive mind so that's a cool concept yeah i dig yeah, it so i, I kind of stole that for tyler yeah Cool, cool, cool. All uh, right. Okay. Next Let's, up. Uh, who do you got?
0: We have a character to create. For one, Dave Coleman. This <coughs> is a new character in the Marvelous Year Shared Universe. Uh, yep. In junior high, there was a friend of his sitting next to him made a joke about the very cute teacher that they were uh, both in class of. He said, you know, I bet you know <coughs> either of us would like to be smooching that teacher. And Dave Coleman said, I wish, man. And after saying that, He woke up to find himself planting a big wet smooch on one, the teacher, under (gasps) mistletoe at a holiday party, okay? Thing is, it was two weeks before Xmas when he was talking to his friend. Mm -hmm. He wakes up here, and he remembered none of how he got here. It's two (laughs) weeks later, he's smooching a teacher under the mistletoe, and -hmm. he doesn't know how he got here, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. This happens, and he's like, well, that's, like, I'm not drinking. I'm not doing drugs. I'm super straight edge, really love Minor Threat, and I don't <laughs> know what happened to get me to this point. So he's like, all right, I got to test out how I got here. So he's kind of, like, he's talking to his friends again. He's talking about the teachers, and he's like, maybe something happened. Like, maybe, like, the school put this curse on me because I was, you know, being a teacher horny young teen, and uh, what happens again is one of his friends says, can it be summer yet? And Dave again says, I wish, man. Bam. It's summer. Okay? Three months later. He lost all the time. He has no idea what happened. It's not like everyone around him experienced the same thing. It's only him. Everyone else went on with their lives. Everything happened like it should, and um, he's just now in summertime. So he's like, this is dope. I just say the words, I wish, man. And I'll, whatever I want will happen. So he's using this power. He's abusing it here and there. But he, he's having these little time jumps every time. So he's trying to be cognizant of that. But one time, his friend next to him says about, uh, you know, one of the girls in their high school, I'd like to marry her. And Dave C says, I wish, man. Bam. Wedding. He's 35 years old. He lost 20 uh. years of his life. Well, he uh, Took him a long time to. Every yeah, totally. Right. And it's like he the world has gone by. He's still the mind of a fifteen year old. Um, and he's uh he decides at this point that he's gotta use this power one more carefully, but two, for some good in the world. Mm -hmm. Because all it's done so far is get him some hot smooches under the mistletoe, um, some hot weather in summer and a really (laughs) hot wedding.
1: (laughs) I mean, I'm still hung up on he kissed it. I mean, is this this feels like a um like a John Byrne story? Like the uh, the implications. I mean, how much older is this teacher, Dave?
0: Older enough Dave? to know better. Older enough to know better. Wow. No, I'm okay. scolding her too. Inappropriate, okay. ma'am. Yeah, but you broke the story. But... Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so at 35, he is now deciding he's going to use these powers uh, for the benefit of mankind, and he is now the Irishman.
1: Oh my God! Just go go <laughs> to hell. <laughs> Stop it. One of my favorites. Uh, oh, that's that's. I actually really like this until you told me the name, and now it's the worst thing I've ever heard. I think you're the best. What's the next one? Dude, this is, uh, he basically has the power of weight mate. You know weight mate?
0: No, I don't. Who's
1: that? uh, No, weight mate's a pill. It's a prescription drug you can take. You take one pill for every day that you want to pass by. So, like, say that it's Monday, and you have a Lifetime Achievement Awards on Saturday celebrating your career. You take five weight mates, you wake up, it's Saturday. I've never heard of this. No, sounds okay. very yeah. healthy and it's real. very yeah. normal. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> ridiculous. Uh, okay, I'm going to do uh, Mormagills next. Okay. Uh, wait, I had Mormagill. No, what? No, you had Jean Dutteau. We both took more. No, I did not. I took Mormagill. How well does yours translate to Jean Duteau? Because mine is a little <laughs> Mormagill <laughs> <poorly>. specific. poorly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, No, <laughs> all right. I guess we need to hold off on Jean Duto. I, I think he's not in the Twitch right now. More McGill's gonna get two characters. <laughs> I mean, I don't think either of these translate to to someone besides More McGill. Mine is mine
0: doesn't. super More McGill specific.
1: All right, well, well I, we will we maybe... will circle
0: back to Jean Dujour. Hang on, hang on.
1: <laughs> you well, you we... do
0: yours, and I'll decide if mine's too specific.
1: Okay, okay. So More McGill's character, since we don't actually know what I. Mor basically the only person in the whole Slack who I like have genuinely no idea what their actual first name is. <laughs> like other people use handles, but I, you know, I see their email address or something, or when they back on Patreon. But nope, Mor is the most just appropriately
0: uh, anonymous online. Yeah, which is yeah, uh, very, great, frankly yeah. just
1: a good safe measure to take. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so he uh, his character's name is Ricky Spencer. Ricky's just like kind of an average guy. Yeah, like he went graduated high school. He uh, went four years of community college. Has a hard time, you know, finding uh, finding a good job. But uh, he gets by okay. Yeah, pretty uneventful life, working odd jobs here and there. But uh, I mean, the only thing about Ricky is that occasionally, I mean, he kind of inexplicably gets in these passionate romances with people. And so over the course of, you know, his twenties and thirties, he has a series of these affairs. And like the first one comes when he uh, he's running a, a lighthouse, right? He's up in Maine and he uh, he's in charge of a lighthouse and a merwoman visits him on the dock and they they strike, strike up this passionate love affair. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know she's got this like striking red hair or blonde hair? Blonde hair. Uh Could and uh, either way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Always carrying a trident. It's weird. But uh, you know, eventually she suddenly breaks off their affair and leaves. And Ricky, you know, he just has to go on with his life. It's a couple years later, and uh, you know, he, he There's this woman visiting from out of town, and uh, in their last day together, she uh, she like starts joking around that uh, oh, I, I have to get I have to get back to I, like he he always thought she was like a little wild, little f- f- fun and fancy free, and she starts uh-huh. joking about how she has to get back to space because uh you know get back in orbit
0: because she's a planet.
1: Get back in orbit. She keeps like hinting that you know, yeah, there's yeah. something about her. You know, after okay. they have this uh, this like week long crazy love affair, um, you know, so breaks up with this woman who talks about being a planet. Uh, he he's down on his luck. He needs some cash. He donates some sperm for uh, for money to a, a thing called Project Cadmus. Um, this is the sexiest character creation <laughs> we've oh, ever yeah. had. He has this really tumultuous relationship with a couple weeks for this uh this woman called Trisha Gone. Uh, you can call her try if you want mm-hmm. and uh mm-hmm. and, and weirdly like his his 30s cap off with a he's on a boat uh a polar he's on a boat. A polar expedition and uh and this time another werewoman or werewoman mer- merwoman another mer- merwoman we'll get a to wer- that later a werewoman? oh don't you're foreshadowing oh, we're my there. next you're foreshadowing my next character I'm another werewoman? merwoman I, oh my he has goodness. a second affair with a different merwoman this one with, like an intense widow's peak and like knockout thighs just crazy big (laughs) thighs (laughs) and that that's it for ricky spencer he uh just kind of a normal guy who lives his life but he has these like five pretty interesting uh love affairs throughout his life with these uh these really interesting women and that's that's a lot that's all that well i mean that's over the course of a life i mean you know you know how that goes (laughs) <laughs> i wasn't shaming him for how many women he's dated so much as
0: the yeah. amount of information that just came in but no. let me say it again slow your roll more mcgill <clears throat> too many women come no on. no no come no. on Pick i mean one. oh the
1: other thing about <clears throat> about ricky spencer particularly what's the word um potent particularly potent guy virile is that the, the word i'm looking for
0: just uh you know yeah yeah he's a very virile yeah. yeah, yeah. young that's all we gotta know about there is a it. lot of information there and i'm on un- this is like a regular house of x powers of 10 mystery this... what's going on in all of this why are we talking about his sperm so much i don't Wait, understand do you,
1: do you, oh do you really not because if you don't get it no one will if you don't get the joke of what i'm doing
0: i mean let's just say i may have been distracted uh, oh but let's God. let's see in the chat. If <laughs> okay, other you you like carry
1: on and see if everyone tells me they don't get what I'm doing. I'll uh, I'll explain further. All right, okay. you you tell me okay. your your next one. Can you do this one for Jean? So I could. Um,
0: I'm I've seen in the Slack while you were talking the idea to <clears> instead <throat> do
1: ultimate Mormagil. <laughs> <laughs> which I, I mean, really
0: we, <laughs> like the idea of yeah. A I like first I like giving, giving Mormagil my a couple different. Year.
1: Because mine, mine's kind of a joke one-off. I, I can't. I'm not going any farther with that character. So, if you actually have a, okay, I guess I need to explain the joke. Because uh, okay, this is my favorite. So this is a segment we call Zach. I was Explains hoping this I would be able to land and this. It's
0: a... always really, really fun. Oh come on! It you explain joke your better. Joke. I don't. Right. I, I don't want to explain them, but you demand an explanation be had. All right. Do you do you not know what I'm joking about? I no. Please, please tell us. Okay. It. I th- I mean. So joke here's what I got. Every, here's like, what I got. I got uh trigon. And uh-huh. I got um, Cadmus. So there's a lot of DC Comics connections here. Okay. Okay. The, the um, joke
1: is that half there, there's a bunch of half-human superheroes out there, and he's the father of all of them. Right? Namor, Aquaman, Star Lord, Trigon, and Superboy. Like those are all stories about how like he's just some random schmuck, but he is like accidentally the half the human of the half-human for each of those. Okay. So
0: he's like hmm. he's Aquaman's weird <laughs> human dad.
1: Yeah, and Namor's also. <laughs> It's the the widowed peak side, big side woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: No, I, yeah, maybe. I I just got like caught up in that visual. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, okay. It was, maybe awesome. it worked better in my head.
0: No, it worked better in our ears, Zach. Oh,
1: Don't thanks. doubt yourself. Thank
0: you. All right. So, in the ultimate universe, a previously unexplored place in the My Marvelous Year uh, Cosmos, My Marvelous Year Omniverse. Before the world began, there was naught but primordial black an ebony flow of swirling void until cacophony, violence. Kablooey! There was light, and there was sound, and in the middle, there was a liquid sword. Now, eons later, this liquid sword was at the heart (laughs) of a civilization underwater. It's known as Manlantis. It's a city (laughs) of very, very strong, fishy men, and their king in Manlantis is the Mormogil. Now, when Manlantis is threatened by feminine wiles, underwater sea creatures, sharks, vegan recipes, just, McGill okay. turns to the center of the civilization and he grabs the liquid sword that was formed in the heart of creation, and he rushes out into the water to fight this threat, and he swings that liquid sword. And the problem is it's made of water, so it just kinda like just kinda like dribbles away, you know? But sometimes it mm-hmm. will hit him with the handle. They hit him with the handle, and and that's made of metal. And that that they'll give you an ouchie, right? A little bruise. <laughs> so, so, he's the king of an ancient civilization in underwater times. He's using this weapon that was formed. Wait, in I'm sorry, the you cosmos. just said
1: underwater times?
0: Yeah, the underwater times.
1: Oh, oh, long ago in the underwater times.
0: Yeah, yeah, this is the ultimate universe. They have they so like there's mm, the underwater okay. times, yeah. and then there's the overwater times. We haven't gotten to the overwater times yet. We'll get. Yeah,
1: there. okay, I know what you mean. Yeah. Yep.
0: Okay. And okay. uh, his warrior name remains the Mormagill. Didn't want to change that. Mm-hmm. And his mm-hmm. weapon is the liquid sword. So that is Ultimate Universe Mormagill. And okay. we'll save more of him for another time.
1: Yeah, that's actually like a character we can keep working with <laughs> instead <laughs> of a guy who just knocks up supernatural women <laughs> without realizing it. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> um. All right. I, uh, I got, I think our last one here, right? Yeah. Um, so this is for Charlotte Fierro. Charlotte Fierro, uh, she's trying to, in her, her late teens, early twenties, trying to get into fashion, modeling, things are going okay, but she, she's just not cracking into it. But, uh, one summer she's spending in Paris, um, and she's French, so she just lives in Paris. It's not a big deal. Um, (laughs) one summer in Paris, um, she, uh, she's got, she has a bad summer. It's just—it's a rough summer. She gets bit by tiny vampire. Mm. Yeah, and uh, that gets um, everywhere. Yeah. She, just as she's starting to like, all right, figure that out. You know, re- realize what's happening to her. She can only go out at night, etc. She gets bit by a damn werewolf. Damn werewolf in Paris. Out the blue. Yeah. 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 Guess what? She's a vampire werewolf. Just—it's awful. Um. Is it? Yeah. 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 I mean, all—all all the Bad rules combo. and restrictions. Yeah. 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 Even worse, a month later, hit by a car, dead. Oh, yeah. But you know what? No, she's a ghost. She comes back as a ghost. She's a vampire what? werewolf ghost. Oh Man, my goodness! All three, all at once. It's just a, a triple whammy. I mean, as soon as this happens, Silver Cerebellum, wherever he is on Earth, like he, his ears are burning. He is, <laughs> he is very upset about whatever's happening in Paris right now. But yeah. The thing. The thing about. He's got to get that rash on his ears fixed, too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's he's got to be a problem. Oh, hey, when, when he uh, senses a werewolf, that, that rash, it's, is it lupus? Huh? <laughs> lupus? <laughs> oh, I got you with that one. You gotta <laughs> ask. Yeah. Um, the thing is, now that she's a vampire werewolf ghost, her modeling career takes off. She is the hottest property in Paris. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, and it's out. Like, she's a vampire. She's a, a werewolf and a ghost. Everyone knows it. Everyone loves it. <laughs> to be
0: it. fair, it was very difficult to conceal. Despite I mean, that she, cheat, she kept putting she, over her head. <laughs> Very tough not to give that one away.
1: <laughs> she becomes like the the um uh what, what's the word? Um like the model, the spokesperson for Lacroix Fashions. Ooh, She's like yeah. the number one model there. And becomes a worldwide sensation. And her character's name is ooh, I gotta, it's French. Got to um, pull it up. Elevé uh, Le Blanc du Sang. Elevé Le Blanc du
0: Sang. Mm-hmm. could mean literally anything we have no mm-hmm. way of knowing that's yep, yep, very yep. cool very very cool
1: yeah uh so all right we, I, I, I have so, one Jean... for gene
0: if we want to do it i just
1: thought of one you, you just <laughs> you you just thought of one yeah okay i mean if if you f- i i don't mind taking another couple of weeks and you know really giving him a good one if uh okay do you guys hear it's... this
0: do you guys th- do you hear the, everything the you just heard that... is the sound of doubt that is the yeah. sound of tremendous doubt I'm sorry. and
1: complete lack of confidence. I'm sorry. I'm gonna. I'm building you up to do it, Dave. You got this. Thank you. I can you. see. Yeah. You know what? I wish your for your head now that's bald. I wish you had more veins popping out. Just think like, that on would that would really complete the picture if you had those cool veins on your temple. I don't.
0: I don't know if that's a strength <clears throat> thing or if that is an anger thing. Probably anger. I need to be angrier more often. No, I think to it's get just the the veins popping.
1: Uh, yeah. No, you got to
0: work out your. <laughs> forehead more <laughs> i gotta do more forehead and yeah. top of head workouts i definitely yeah. have been neglecting that yeah. uh in my routine all right let's do a a Jean um john here <laughs> yep that's the He's one also also french all right
1: also french mm. in. that's his character also french <laughs> <laughs> okay done <laughs> oh that's fun uh
0: in the french version of the cia which we all know is called the CIA. Uh, oh God, Jean just, is a okay. hardworking uh, spy, and he, you know, he's a counterintelligence agent in our modern times. And his secret trick, like so, it, a lot of what he does is he works in decoding enemy signals, and he works in an office where they might get um, signals or messages from other nations, and obviously, all those are going to be come in in different um, languages, right? So he works with a team that translates these and he um he uh he, he works with this team very very strenuously and they pass along these they transfer them they give information right and there's a lot of back and forth and during one of these missions where uh they're intercepting secrets and they're passing <laughs> them along to the the CIA um <laughs> he, he he uncovers really
1: please yourself with that one <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, I did. Um, he, he uncovers a pretty terrible secret. Mm-hmm. It is uh, coming from the Americans, the CIA, and <laughs> it is about the, the secret that they are in league with the French doing some fairly uh, despicable tracking of individuals right they are monitoring all their phones at all times in ways that would be very very upsetting to both the american and french public hey
1: dave you're supposed to make these stories up oh oh and well i mean we (laughs) we never said it can't be true to life
0: and so he he takes the secret and he's like before i give this to the government do i tell someone and before he can decide what to do he uh he's walking along and the the CIA, they've had some suspicions that he's been maybe kind of, you know, on the, on the fence about working with them for a long time. They send a couple sneaky agents to interrogate him. So they grab him. The secrets never go anywhere. He has them in his pocket. They grab him. They throw him in a room. And in the process of doing so, he fights back, and he falls into one of the translating machines. And the, the huge electricity surge spikes. Mm-hmm. And it shocks him to his core, to his mind. He's in a coma for three weeks. When he wakes up, all of a sudden, people walking around him, uh, he can't, like, it's like they're all, like, speaking, you know, totally foreign language. He doesn't understand anything anyone's saying. Um, and what what happens is they're all talking to him like he should understand them. He doesn't, he recognizes, like, I'm still in France. It's not like I went somewhere. But he can't understand anyone, and no one can understand him. And what he learns over the course of the next few weeks is mm-hmm. he is completely untranslatable. Everything he says cannot be understood. And those around him speaking are all only speaking in a language that actually he starts putting some ciphers together only he can understand.
1: Okay? So he can now So he, underst- he just has brain injury. He has aphasia is what you're getting at. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 you're, we call you're him the use here.
0: The aphasic so he, man. He strikes out on his own. <laughs> he strikes out on his own uh-huh. and he finds actually a group of, like, three or four... So he puts this cipher on the internet, right? He puts this, like, language that only he can hear. He puts it out there, and he's like, does anyone else speak this? But when he says it, it's, like, you know, totally not understandable. Yeah, sure. And um, they're, like, three or four people reply. Three or four people have had the same thing happen to them. And they now have a secret society working against the CIA and the, you know, the, the... plans they have that are, you know, nefarious and cell phone related. And he finds this group and he founds them and they become the untranslatables. So he is leading this group of saboteurs in the French government to expose French secrets. And they can do this because everyone around them thinks that they can't understand anything and that they don't speak their language. So they'll talk about it in this language that only the untranslatables can understand right in front of them. And all these secrets are therefore exposed. So the untranslatables... Here, welcome to the My Marvel. No, year I like Universe, I like it. That, the newest spider. You
1: you literally just come up with that, or is that something you've had like bouncing around? Let's just say all. Now. Let's just say, I plagiarized it.
0: <laughs> nope, that was all because I have a hard time saying Jean's name. Uh,
1: <laughs> that's pretty good. No, it's good. I like I like that one. Um, I, I'm I'm impressed. Coming, up. I I would not be able to come up with anything off the cuff. So it's my Marvelous
0: year live, baby. Yeah, new good, characters good
1: off the top of our bald heads. Well, I mean, I don't know if you noticed, Dave, but...
0: Bald boys! Thanks for listening, everybody. This has been My Marvelous Year 1983 variant cover, part one. For part two, get your questions in now. You can do so at mymarvelousyear at gmail.com. Don't use that first at. It won't work. And you can also <laughs> find us at patreon.com slash mymarvelousyear. You can find all the reading words at com. You can also go to mymarvelessyear.com and finally are you wearing a wig jeez louise yeah sorry it's like with the with the um the video breaking it's like you've got like rapunzel hair going on
1: yeah good yeah. God! my hair is going to get very long before this quarantine is over i really should have gotten a haircut before i secluded
0: we, we are going the exact opposite
1: directions yeah <laughs> yes yeah. uh I next episode I like is not Alpha Flight. Never mind. Never mind. Forget it. Don't look forward to next week's episode. It's going to be garbage. That'll be
0: 1983 Part 4 is when we Alpha Flight. That's coming up every Monday. Is, yeah. New My Marvelous Year episodes drop at the crack of doom. That would be midnight. Uh, thanks all of you who joined us live. It was super fun to have you here, to listen to us uh, create our My Marvelous Year shared universe characters, and to answer some of your questions. And, of course, thanks for your support. It is very, very greatly appreciated.
1: Yeah yeah thank you very much you uh you just broke up for a while so i'm assuming no one else heard that but we're wrapping up anyway it's fine <laughs> that was the nicest <laughs> thing i said I, I, can't, I can't imagine it was anything important oh and dave is gone all right peace uh, thanks for for watching you guys are awesome bye year. Uh, see you next year see you next year
0: we will see you next
1: year oh see you next year <laughs>